Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Christmas again. We're glad you're here today. I'm so thankful for this season. We've been in a 21-day journey of their, during this Advent season and preparing our way for God to come uh, through Jesus Christ. And we've been preparing that. I've been so thankful for just reading through the scriptures over this last couple of days, couple of weeks with you guys. And sometimes we get so we get so caught up in all the things of the holidays that we actually miss the reason for the holiday. Come on, somebody. Like, for example, like Christmas, you can get all the you can get all the things you want. This year, I got lights on my house. I'm I'm getting better. Come on, I feel like I feel like this year. I feel like the Grinch left me this year. I really feel like the Grinch, the spirit of the Grinch just left my soul. And I almost bought one of those big blow-up things, but I couldn't tell if I was going to get in trouble for it because those things are, those things, that, that was beyond the, the budgeted amount of my allow, allowance for the week. So I wasn't exactly sure if I was allowed to buy, buy one of those. But, man, we're so thankful uh, for Jesus in this season. He's the reason. He is the reason for the season. So when you, when you get out all your, your matching pajamas, I'm all for that. Take your pictures. They're so cute. They're awesome. We got them. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm trying my best to be okay with it this year. But just encourage you, like, let's not miss Jesus this season. Uh, for example, we get to, we got to Christmas, then we get to Easter. At Easter, we get so caught up on the, on, on the outside stuff, the, the clothes, the outfits, the pictures. And I'm, I'm for all the clothes. I'm for all the pictures. Any chance to buy a new pair of shoes, I'm totally into it. You know what I'm saying? I am totally into it. But let's not miss the fact that it's, that it's about Jesus. And so um, I want to encourage you this morning. But before I do, so many of you guys last week, you, some of you guys gave to, to God for the first time in your entire life. And, and I want to let you know, like, that isn't like something that I take lightly. That's not something that God takes lightly. You, some of you guys, you, not only, it wasn't your first time, but you gave more last week in one time than you've ever given in your entire life to, back to God. And, and I want to know, I want you guys to know that I'm celebrating that with you guys. Last week we saw widow's mites come through. We saw, we saw uh, there was a young, a young man said, Pastor Wes, I'm, I'm going to give the best I can give. And, uh, and th- this, this year I'm giving a dollar. Last year I gave nothing. And we, whether you gave a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars or a thousand or whatever the number is that you gave last week, I just want you to know that God sees that. He sees that you're trusting Him. He sees that you're, because that's the hardest thing to trust God with, if you're honest with today. Like, you know, I know if you're like, why, well, if I didn't, I, I told one of our team, I told one of our trustees a, a, a couple years ago, I'm like, you know, if I didn't tithe, I could drive like a really, really nice Mercedes, you know? Like, I could really, you know, I could have another, I could own another home somewhere else, but, but then I wouldn't have all that God's given me. And so I know that that was a big deal for you. Some of you guys, that was your first step, and, and that was a big obedient move for you. And so I just want you guys to know that we're celebrating that with you guys. We're, we're, we're cheering you guys on. Trusting God, your finances is probably the hardest thing to do. And so I'm just proud of you guys. And uh, God sees that, and he sees your heart. And so I'm so thankful. And so I said, I've mentioned to you guys this the last four weeks. It really isn't about the amount. It's really about the surrender. It's really about the surrender. So I'm just, I'm just cheering with you guys. And I'm, and I'm just, I'm, I'm so proud of you guys that you would trust God with all that he has given you. Some of you guys, you're, you're like, that was a big step in your, in your faith journey. Some of you guys have been coming to church here for a while, and <clears throat> you're not really on a team yet. And we're, we're, like a next, we're like a next steps church. We're always saying, okay, hey, here's your next steps. And so some of you guys, you, you haven't gone through next steps yet, which, is your, which would be your next step. Like, you've made a big conscious decision, like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust God 
with, with I'm going to trust God and his church with these finances to, to do what they say they're going to do. And, and we are going to do that. And we're going to reach further. And we're going to do incredible things. But I want to encourage some of you guys, you ought to come through Next Steps this Tuesday night. You, you ought to take the next step and, and becoming a part of this team and learning more about this church and how you can be involved. And so we want to invite you to come back. Come back. It's really on Zoom. It's on Tuesday night. We want to invite you to come. So just go to hopewintergarden.com, click on events, and sign up for Next Steps. We'll send you a link. And we'd love for you to be at Next Steps. You can watch it from the comfort of your own home. I had coffee with a friend this week. He's only been in our church two weeks. And he goes, man, I, I grew up in church. It's been so long since I've been, but I just— I'm think I said, well, is there anything I like? Tell me some of your feed. Give me some feedback on our church. He goes, man, you guys have just let me be in here. You've let me kind of just be a part of your church and and things. And I'm like, why wouldn't any church let you be a part of the church? Like, it kind of is like a weird thing for me. And he just said, we just he goes, I've been some place where I feel like I haven't been welcomed in. He goes, thanks for letting me be in just the way that I am. And I said, hey man, you we're, you're, like we got a spot for you. We got a spot for you. Come be a part of Next Steps on Tuesday night and. He, uh, I was talking to Emily this week. She's like, hey, that guy that you told me about, he signed up for Next Steps. And so go, go the distance with us. Like, let's, let's keep doing this. Like, there's so many more things that we can do. Yesterday, a group of seven of us, uh, not eight or nine of us, we went, to, um, we went and helped build a home for Habitat for Humanity last, last um, yesterday. And um, I want to just came to you guys, let you guys know, like, we all made it out of there alive. And so, like, I'm, that's like a huge feat. And we were, they're like, how many of you guys are afraid to go up scaffolding? Well, it's a bunch of dudes. Who's going to say I'm afraid to go up I think we all were, and uh, somehow they got us all to, all to climb up this, this ladder, and I want to let you guys know I didn't have my skinny jeans on, because that would have been impossible, and um, made it up that ladder, and uh, we were able to help build that home, and, and um, so many cool God things are happening in our church and around our church, and uh, we want to invite you, I was talking to a sweet couple today, young sweet couple today in our church, uh, they're a little bit older than I am, and they said, man, we just, this church is really friendly, this is a really, really friendly church, and so it's because of you guys. It's not because of Western Diana or um, because of Gabe or Emily or Ryan or Abel or anybody that's on our team. Well, maybe it's because of Ryan. Like, Ryan is the most friendliest person uh, around um, that I've ever met in my whole entire life. I wish he'd calm down some. But anyways, just venting here. Um, I told Emily the other day, I said, you at your house with, with being married to a guy like Ryan, either you're laughing or crying. Like, it's just, and sometimes the crying is because of the laughter so much, you know. Like, and so um, all that to say, come be a part um, come be a part of what God is doing here. I want to preach a message today called Moments Before a Miracle. Moments Before a Miracle. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but when you're a part of a miracle, there's always a moment right before that miracle. And uh, the moment that we're going to talk about today is the moment right before Jesus, com before Jesus comes as, as baby Jesus to the world. And, but there was moments leading up to that. All throughout the scripture, there's moments right before there's moments right before the miracle all throughout. And, and, and for you in your life, there's always moments leading right up to your miracle. Last, last week before you wrote that, or before you typed that number, and that was a moment right before the miracle. There was a lady in Scripture, we, we reference her a lot, the woman at the well. There was moments right before she met Jesus. I mean, there was a lot of moments. She had a pretty rough past, pretty beat up, pretty marred, pretty scarred pretty dirty in her, in her life. No, no one really liked her, and kind of, she was going to get water all by herself. When most people went to get water, when it was early in the morning, when it was, sun was not quite out yet, it wasn't as quite hot, she had to go get water out at, at, at noontime, when it was dark, and there was moments leading up right before she got her miracle. The, the young man that we've talked about a lot as a, as a, as a, in the church, and we sing songs about him, but there was that, there was that one lost son who, who left his house and went, and he, there was moments leading up to his miracle. 
There was the moments where he, things were going really, really good in his life. And there was the moments where he goes to his dad and says, Dad, I need to get my stuff back. And then he leaves. And, and then when he, he finally comes back, there was moments that he came back was actually, that was a miracle that he came back. And there was moments leading up to that miracle. Some of you guys are here today, and I, I was talking to a, a, a guy yesterday at the build yesterday, and I said, man, your dad's been, his dad's having some physical difficulties, and his dad's now moved here, and he's taking care of his dad, helping his dad get ready for six or seven weeks. And I said, dude, is your dad like our church? He goes, dude, my dad hasn't been to church in 30 or 40 years. There's been moments leading up to the miracle of his dad walking in into this church. It, there, there's, there was a moment for you leading up to trying to try to figure out if you're going to trust God again. If you're going to walk back into the door. Some of you guys, you've, you've come from these different churches where, you know, you, you lost hope. Or you, maybe you've had some hope or some faith in a church or, or maybe in a person. And, and that trust was destroyed. And you've, you, you've had some moments leading up to finding, walking back into this church. At this church, some of you guys, you came here, you're like, I, I've been in Catholic church my whole entire life. There was, some, there was moments right before the miracle where you came into a, a church that was different than the church that you've always grown up at. Some of you guys come in here today, and a friend that comes, he, he, he's, he, his whole life he's grown up Jewish. I'm like, this place is great because Jesus was a Jew, you know what I'm saying? There's moments leading up, there's moments leading up to the miracle. Some of you guys have been hurt so bad by so many people. And for you to trust a community group leader to, to, to join a sisterhood group, like it's taken so much, so much strength for you to get there. There's, there's moments leading up to the miracle that you're actually, that you're here today, I believe is a miracle. I want to look at a, at a scripture in, in Luke chapter 1. We're going to spend some time talking about Mary for just a moment. If you want to come back next week, we're going to talk about Joseph. And then if you come on Christmas Eve, we're going to talk about the wise men. Because everybody has a part to play in Jesus coming to earth. You, you play a part in the Jesus coming to earth. If it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for you sinners, <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for us sinners, then Jesus wouldn't have had to come from heaven. He left heaven and came down to earth because of us. You are the reason why Jesus had to come because, because we couldn't get ourselves back to Jesus. We couldn't get ourselves back in communion with Jesus, so he had to send his son. He had to send baby Jesus. There was moments, there was always moments right before the miracle, Luke chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an, an, the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her, and he said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Favored women, favored woman, the Lord's with you now. Mary and Elizabeth, they're, they're related. And it's crazy. Elizabeth's six months into her pregnancy, and she was old, and no one, and she didn't think, she thought she was done. She thought there was no more miracles for her, but she, at, at, her, at her age, she was able to conceive a child and then come along the way. She has a cousin down in a little town down the way, and, and the angel goes to her and says, Hey, your, your, your cousin, she has a baby, and you're going to have a baby. And Mary's like, There's a problem with that. There's a huge problem with that. I'm not, I'm not married yet. Sex is for marriage. I can fit that in anywhere. Doesn't matter. You just, in case you were trying to figure that out, Mary's telling us today it's for marriage. And so he says that to us today, and he goes, hey, favored woman, the Lord is with you. I want to encourage you today, before I get into some of the things I want to share with you today, that, that there's favor on your life. There's favor on your life. The favor that Mary had was the fact that God was actually with her. I want to encourage you today that God's with you. The Bible says he doesn't leave us, 
he doesn't forsake us. I sat down with the young men this week. I said, hey, how, how are you with God? Like, I'm glad you're in church. Like, how are you with, how are you with God? And he said, honestly, man, it just feels like he's not there. It feels like I'm talking to him, he's not there. And I just want to encourage someone today who feels like, man, I just don't even know if I have right standing with God. I want to let you know, you, you have favor with God. God wants to, he wants to give you more favor on your life. And he says, the Lord, greetings, favor, when the Lord is with you. Now, there's a lot of implications there because we know that Jesus' name, more than the name of Jesus, is Emmanuel, which, which means God with us. And so she's like, the Lord's with you. And she's like, yeah, I, I get it. But she didn't know what he was about to share with her. And so let me share with you, and maybe you now know, because we're looking at this after the fact. Verse 29, confused and disturbed. Confused and disturbed. There's a difference. I, I'm confused a lot. <laughs> I just kind of keep on going, though, you know what I'm saying? But she was confused and disturbed. Because you can, you can be confused and keep walking. We, we see a lot of people that are confused in our culture. They keep walking, but when you're disturbed, you, 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 you have a hard time moving. He was, the Bible says he was confused. She was confused and she was disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could actually mean. And she's trying to think. She stopped, and her mind is wondering and wondering. I, I stop and wonder sometimes. If you have kids in here today, then you, you wonder sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I don't even know. Like, I don't, why, like, how did we get here? <laughs> you know, you're like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you doing that? What, what, what went through your mind that you thought coloring on a TV? It was already a colored TV. What made you think that you had added more color? Like, what, like, where, where, what happened? You know, you walk into that, <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not, I shouldn't say what I'm about to say, so I'm going to navigate away from it, but you walk into your kids' rooms, I'm going to edit it a little bit in real time. You walk into your kids' room, you, you see stuff on the wall, and you're like, what made you think that was a good idea to put that on the wall? You know what I'm saying? You know, parents, and they're like proud of the stuff they put on the wall. And I'm not talking about like cute pictures that they've colored. I'm talking about other things that they thought, if you have kids, you know, like, you just thought that was a thought that was a good idea to put that on the, on the wall. Some of you guys are looking at the person next you like, what's he talking about? <laughs> ask me when we walk out of here. I'm too holy and spiritual to talk about what I'm talking about on stage. You guys ask me when we get outside of the building. She says to him, as she's, she's confused and disturbed, and she's like, I have no idea what he means. Verse 30 says, don't be afraid, Mary. Well, easy for you to say, God. You're God. It's easy for you to say, angel. You just rolled up in my house and started dropping in this news to me. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Again, she reminds her you have favor with God. I want to remind you today that you can have favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. It, well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, moms, for God to tell you what you're going to name your child? Like, wouldn't that make life a lot easier? Instead, you got to worry about it. Right now, you gotta, when, you, when, you, when you get pregnant with a child, like, you got to worry about what your mother-in-law thinks. You know what I'm saying, ladies? Or you're like, you know what, I got to name him after, you know, your, your husband's the second. You're like, crap, I got to name him the third, you know. It'd be so much easier to say, well, Jesus told me that his name was going to be Nathaniel. Like, that's what we're going to call him. <laughs> and you just do like what I do when I preach you guys. Like, if you've got a problem with that, talk to God about it, you know. Like, <laughs> that would make things so much easier. It was like Mary had so much going on that Jesus, like, I better, God was like, I better give her the name too. Like, this is already going to be weird enough. He goes, you're going to name him, you're going to name him Jesus. He will be very great. And he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over all of Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And now she's like confused, disturbed, and a bunch of other words. She's like, he's going to get a throne? Like, she's like, I'm just a regular, basic 
person going through life, and you're here today to tell me that he's going to get a throne, and I'm just, we don't have a whole lot. We don't come from, from royalty. She's like, you're, you're here today to tell me that he's going to get a throne, and he'll reign over all of Israel forever and ever. His kingdom will never end. Verse 34 says, Mary asked the angel, but now, but now can this happen? I, I am a virgin. How can this happen? I'm a virgin. Like, I don't think this is going to work. Like, I just don't think that you know who you're talking to, Jesus. I don't think you know you're talking to, angel. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High, and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born, he'll be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. I mean, like, it's getting, it's intense already. We just dropped the lights down for dramatic, effect, dramatic effects, dramatic effects. It's already intense, but he's like, hey, it's getting more and more in, intense. The baby will be born holy, and he'll be called the Son of God. Like, if you're in here today, I, I would like for one of my kids to be born holy. Like, she's like, like you're, you're, Jesus is going to be born holy. Verse 36 says, what's more, your relative Elizabeth, she's become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. There isn't anything out there that's impossible for God. It's not impossible for the wayward child to come back. It's not impossible to trust God. It's not impossible for you to give to God when he's given you so much. It's not impossible for you, it's not impossible for you when you're confused for God to bring some daylight and some clarity for you to see. It's not impossible. It's not, it's not impossible for you to climb that mountain that seems like it's standing right in front of you. It's not. It's not impossible. What you're going through, that, that marriage struggle, it's not impossible. It feels impossible. It feels daunting. It feels like you're not going to be able to make it through. But it is, it's not impossible. Because nothing is impossible with God. It's not impossible to parent that child that's two, three, four, and five. Like, you're going to make it to the other side. It's not impossible. I'm here today to tell you it's not impossible. And my parents can get me to where I'm at today. Your parent, you can get your kid to where they're going to be at. It ain't over until it's over. Nothing is impossible with God. Verse 38 says this, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Like, that's terrible. Like, like if things weren't bad, they got worse. He says, hey, you're going to be fine. Nothing's impossible, God. I'm the, Mary says, I'm the Lord's God's servant. May everything that you say about me come true. Like, things were going good. And then the angel leaves her. Gone. She gone. Like, no, no, like, it, like she was confused, disturbed. She gets a little bit of, like, a little bit going in the right direction. And then she's like, okay, okay, one question. And before she could get her question out, the angel's gone. Disappears. Left her feeling like sometimes you would feel today. And so if you're here today, I, I want to, you, you're, you're a lot more like Mary than you actually think than you really are. You, you have a lot more things going on, a lot more things in common with Mary than you actually think that you actually do. Now, you might be thinking, I'm not carrying, I'm, I'm not carrying a baby, I'm not carrying a baby around. Not doing it. And Mary thought the same exact thing that you and I are thinking today. But Mary, there's some similarities, and I want to draw this passage of Scripture that I think can help you today have comfort in this season. This is a trying season. This is a tough season for a lot of people. And if you came in here today feeling some sort of way or struggling some sort of way, I want to give you some hope and some encouragement today that I think will help you get through this season. It'll help you get through these moments right before your miracle comes. I want to encourage you today. I don't want you you to think for one moment here today, well, the the miracle's not for me. The miracle's for somebody else. There's a miracle for you. There's a moment 
before your miracle. That miracle comes from God. It's a free gift for you. But there's going to be some moments leading up to it. I want to let you know the, le the moments leading up to the miracle, you can rest assured that Mary felt alone. I mean, she's, she's there and she's all by herself already. She's alone. It was just her and the angel she felt alone. The task of carrying around the Messiah, I'm sure she felt alone because she was going to be the only one that carried around the Messiah. She felt alone. She, she felt like, man, there's, there's, there's no one around. Like the young man I spoke to this week, he said, man, I just feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm talking to God, but I feel like he's not listening to me. I want to let you know, if you feel alone, Mary felt alone. You know this, you can, for those of you guys in your day, well, I'm single for sure, I'm alone. You could be married and feel alone. You can, I was talking to a friend of mine today, a very, very, very successful businessman. He just said, I've got hundreds of people around me all the time, and even still, I feel alone. Mary felt alone. Have you ever felt alone before? If you feel alone in this season today, I want to encourage you today that you're right there with Mary. I feel, I, I feel like, I, I don't know about you today, but there's been times in my life where I feel like I'm the only one going through what I'm going through. Have you? Can we be honest today? Have you ever felt like that before? We, we, we all have. And as we sit here today, dressed up, prim, proper, whatever it is that you put together, got yourself together, it can look like you completely got it all together, but you can walk into a place like this and even feel like, man, I'm the only one that's going through what I'm going through. Mary felt alone. No one's got a marriage the way I got it. No one's got finances the way that I got my finances. No one's got the mental struggles that I've got. No one's got the spiritual struggles that I've got. Mary felt alone, and if you feel alone today, you're a lot like Mary today. Not only does she feel alone, here's the second thing, that Mary felt afraid. Because usually your loneliness leads to being afraid. Anybody here today would be really, really honest and just be completely honest today in front of God and all these witnesses say, you'd say, hey, I'm not going to lie to you, Pastor Wes. I trust you. I trust the people around me. I'm afraid of the dark. Anybody in here today going to be honest? Wow, look at that. And we've got guys and girls afraid of the dark. Raise your hand one more time. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Doesn't matter if you're young or old in here today, male or female in here today. We 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 felt we've we felt afraid before. I, I love the way that God has it all figured out for us. I'm so thankful that He does. He says in this passage of scripture, the angel comes to her and she's already alone, and then the angel shows up, and then the angel says to her, Don't be afraid. Which would which obviously would lead us to the idea that she felt afraid. I mean. God's got it all figured out, doesn't he? He's like, she's going to feel afraid. Angel, go down there right now. Text the angel. Get down there. When you go see her, make sure you say to her, I know you feel afraid. But So make sure you tell her to not be afraid. Over 360 plus times in the scripture, the Bible tells us to not be afraid. There's, don't be, there's, a, there's one don't be afraid for every day of the year for you today. He says here, the pastor of scripture, don't. Don't be afraid. Fear not. But if you read the Bible long enough to know, uh, Gabe was sharing with our, our, our dream team this morning uh, an encouraging word on encouragement. If you've been in the scriptures long enough to know that you see a lot of bad, but then you see God show up in all these passages of scripture. And then there's some passages of scripture where like, God doesn't show up. And you're like, what in the heck is happening? Well, somewhere along the, the, the line in this passage of Scripture, Mary, things begin to shift for Mary. So she realizes that she's, she's alone, and then she realizes, well, there's an angel here, so I can't really be alone. 
And then she's afraid, and she's like, well, God must be real because God tells me not to actually be afraid. And she starts to build this, this word, and it's a made-up word. I think we've made it up. It only works in church. But Mary had a, a Godfidence. A Godfidence. It's when you mash God and confidence together. And we find that Mary's in this situation where she's alone and she's afraid. But then the tie begins. The moment's right before the miracle begins to shift, she starts having this Godfidence. The moment right before she has to do the act of obedience, she begins to get a little bit, conf- a little bit of confidence. A Godfidence. The moment that she has to wake up and get up and go talk to Joseph and talk to Joseph about, the, about her getting pregnant, not by Joseph, the moment that she has to go tell Joseph this, she begins to build up this confidence. There's a confidence inside of her. She was alone and she was afraid, but then the moments before the miracle, if you stay in it long enough, if you stay committed long enough, if you stay faithful long enough, there becomes a confidence that becomes the well up inside of you. It's the moment right before you sign the check of obedience. It's the moment that you tell your kids, like, I, I got to lead you in this direction. You have to follow me. A confidence begins to build up inside of her. And my prayer, this, my prayer is the next two or three weeks that before we get to next year, my prayer is that some confidence will begin to build up in some of you guys in here today. Because here's what I'm, here's what I'm afraid of. Be honest with you. I, I, do, fra- I, do get a, I do get afraid sometimes. Here's my biggest fear right now. My biggest fear is that we're going to get to 2022, and some of us in here today, we've not gone where God wanted us to go for 2021. We're going to get to 2022, and we're going to repeat 2021, 2020, 2019. I'm not interested in that for you. I'm not, in for, I'm not interested in behavior modification. I'm, in for, I'm, I'm interested in transformation by the Holy Spirit. I'm interested in the truth. I want you to have a confidence. I want you to roll into 2020 and say, I'm going to be the man of God that God's called me to be. I'm going to be the woman of God that God's called me to be. I'm going to lead the house that God's called me to lead. I'm going to lead the kids that God's called me to lead. I'm going to lead my finances. I'm not going to let my finances lead me. I'm going to lead my finances. I'm not going to let my work tell me how to live my life. I'm going to let God tell me I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to be so busy that I, I can't even serve Jesus. I'm not going to be too busy that I can't do what I'm called to do. This is the year where I'm going to have some God confidence, and I'm going to be who God's called me to be. I'm going to read the Bible more than I've ever read the Bible. I don't want you to have 2022 to be a repeat of this past year, or the year before, or the year before. I don't want that for me. I'm already, the last month, God told me, prepare yourself now for 2022. I'm beginning, the Bible used the word consecrate. I'm starting to practice some disciplines that I know that I'm going to need to lead next year. You don't want me leading in 2022 on the same manna that I'm leading on 2021. God's given me a new manna. He's given me a new mercy. He's given me a new grace. He has it for you, by the way. So things begin to shift in her life. A confidence begins to, begins to build up inside of her. I want to give you one more message today. And it's this, these two things. I... This is for you. I made it personal for you. Sometimes I use the word we, and you're like, oh, that's good for them. We. (laughs) Or you, like, I want you to know that I, that you, I am carrying the Savior of the world inside of me. If you're a Christian here today, you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ. If you haven't yet, there's a moment for you, just a moment where you can place your faith in Jesus Christ. But Mary is like, I got a confidence. I'm carrying the Savior of the world inside of me. And here's the deal. I don't want you to miss Christmas. 
I don't want you to be like, man, go, Mary, go. Go, Mary, go. Go, Mary, go. I'm here today to say, go, you, go, you. You have the Savior of the world inside of you. Does that excite anybody here today? You have the Savior of the world inside of you. We don't have a distant God. We have a near God. That should give you a confidence. I went to church today. I learned a new word. Don't tell your friends tomorrow you have a confidence because they will be more confused about God. Than, you know, like, there's some things in church that confuse non-Christian people. You're carrying the Savior, church. You're carrying the Savior of the world. I heard a pastor preach a message called, you're pregnant with a purpose. You, in here, you, you and I are in here today, you're pregnant with a purpose. You're carrying around the Savior of the world. How well are you carrying that around? I sat down in my barber, ch- my barber chair yesterday. Um, need a good shave. I know a guy. It's hard for me to recommend my barber to people who have hair. They're like, no. <laughs> I'm good, bro. Appreciate it. And he said to me, he said, I've been following you on, on your, I've been following all your socials. And he asked me a question. He said, um, he said, do you, have you written a book? And I, I know you're thinking he can barely speak proper English. I know. I thought the same thing you thought. Well, hey, we're in this together. And I said, no. I said, but you know what? I, I do have a book. I said, I'm just trying to get the Bible out to as many people as I possibly can. That always makes the conversation really weird, by the way, in case you're wondering. And he's like, you should write a book. I said, maybe one day God will allow me to do that. All I got to offer, though, all I got inside of me is the Savior. I just, I got the Savior. I'm just carrying the Savior. That's all I'm doing. I'm carrying the Savior of the world around with me. You can carry, you, you should be carrying around, if you're a Christian here today, Jesus lives inside of you. He is Emmanuel, God with us. You should be carrying around the Savior. I love this passage of Scripture. Because he says in here, and a little bit further along, she, it says here that the Holy Spirit, verse 35 says that the Holy Spirit will come, will, come, will come along you, will come around you, will come inside of you. So not only was she carrying the Savior Church, God, we don't have a, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a sport, there, in sports, there's a phrase called, in football, it's, it's called a dual threat quarterback. And some can only throw. Some can only throw, but some can run. If you're a Gator quarterback, you could do nothing. Neither one of those. It's been a tough year for us this year and last year and the year before. We're praying Tebow will come back, to be honest with you. We're like, come on, Lord, let him have one more year of eligibility. <laughs> Jesus, God, the Savior of the world, he isn't just a dual threat. He's a triple threat. He's Father, he's Son, he's Savior, and he's also Spirit. So I want to let you know today, you're carrying around not just the Savior, but the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And I hope He's leading you and He's directing you and He's guiding you. And I hope that when you walk around, you're like, man, I have a living hope inside of me. His name is the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. He's moving, He's talking, He's breathing. And when I'm in this season, I'm led by the Savior. In this season, I'm led by the Spirit. In this season, I'm going to follow Jesus. In this season, I'm going to say what the Spirit 
scripture the bible says in jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 that way before you were born the bible says that god formed you in your mama's womb and before you were born god set you apart he appointed you as a prophet to the nation he's telling jeremiah that but i want to encourage you today i think there's some of you guys in here today that you're sitting around and you're going wow that is so cool for jeremiah that's awesome jeremiah some of you guys here today, you're going, wow, that would be so cool to be married. And I'm here today to tell you, you're more like Mary than you think you actually are. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I want to give some of you guys a moment today to place your faith in Jesus Christ. You've never asked Jesus to be your Savior. This is your moment. This is the moment right before the greatest miracle of all time has ever happened. Jesus came, he died, and he rose again for your sins. Easter has a lot more, a lot more to do with you than you actually, Christmas has a lot more to do with you than you actually think it does. So if you're here to me, you said, uh, Wes, I'm, I'm here today and I need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what I need. I, that's why I'm here today. I, I didn't know why I was coming, but I know now I need, I need to have Jesus inside of me. I need to have the Spirit inside of me. I want that today. Right where you're at, would you say, dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I need Jesus inside of me. Today, Jesus, would you come into my life? Would you save me of all my sins? Would you change me? Would you make me new? Lord, would you allow the Holy Spirit to come inside of me? Give me a fresh start. Lord, today I get Christmas. I receive Jesus into my life. And then while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, would you say, Jesus, thank you for saving me. I needed that. I needed a Savior. I needed the Spirit. I wonder why your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. I wonder if today you'd be so bold and just you say, Pastor West, today I prayed that prayer today, and for the very first time in life, I invited Jesus to be my Savior. Would you just shoot your hand up real quick and say, Pastor West, I prayed that prayer with you today. I invited Jesus to be the Savior of my life. Thank you so much. Jesus, thank you so much for saving us. Lord, thank you so much that you are the living hope. Lord, apart from you, we can do nothing. So today, we sing these words out to you that you are the living hope. We accept all that you have for us, Lord. You are our Savior. Are the spirit living inside of us and we're thankful today in your name we pray amen thank you so much for joining us if you'd like to know more about hope church please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on facebook and instagram at hope winter garden we hope you have a blessed day